Hey, David Scales here. A quick word before we get into today's episode with Clark Little. I'm developing partnerships with companies who want to advertise here, and I've been very discerning about who I work with for a few different reasons. Number one, I only want to promote brands or products that you would actually use or need. Or number two, that offers a better version or deal on something that you already use. Or number three, a rad solution to something that you didn't know existed, like fanatic.com, promo code podcast, they're the Netflix of fins, stuff like that. Or then number four, I'll be working with a lot of non-endemic or semi-endemic brands so that we don't find ourselves in a similar situation as traditional surf media, where advertisers are influencing show content. We want the show content to always be the focus, so we're finding partnerships that don't really have a say or don't have a say at all in the content of the show. So today I'm introducing a company that fits all four of these criteria and who further, I believe, is actually doing good for society. So support this show by supporting these brands that I promote. Use our promo codes and you'll get a killer deal and we'll be able to track the ROI for the brand with that promo code as well, which will perpetuate the partnership. So today, I'm introducing HealthIQ.com. HealthIQ is a life insurance agency that offers savings for living a healthy lifestyle. Imagine that. We're all aware that better drivers receive better auto insurance rates. Well, HealthIQ is offering the same principle to the world of life insurance. This is something directly designed to benefit you and I as surfers. Much of their data for their mortality model was based on running, cycling, swimming, kind of broader athletic categories. But I was able to provide some insights for them on what is involved athletically in surfing and other things that I personally do to support my lifestyle, like diet and yoga. And as it turns out, surfers are Health IQ's ideal demographic. I don't have to tell you, but physically active people have 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer. So that's how Health IQ is able to offer better rates for healthy people. It's as simple as that. Obviously, you have to qualify for Health IQ. And they have a very thorough criteria to assess your level of health. You can determine if you qualify at healthiq.com slash surfsplendor. If you need life insurance, check it out. If you already have life insurance, just humor me and go get a quote. See if they can save you money. They're the fastest growing life insurance company with over $5 billion in coverage. Tremendous customer reviews and press in Forbes, CNBC. I'll tell you more at the end of the show. But in the meantime... Save some money, healthiq.com slash surfsplendor. Welcome back to the show. This is David Scales, and today I wax on with superstar photographer Clark Little. As a guy who grew up surfing and consuming surf media, I'm actually really proud to see this new era where our photographers are venturing out beyond our little surf community and not only becoming successful in the great big world, but actually making contributions, meaningful contributions to photography at large. There's a few examples of photographers that came out of surfing, but almost none of them with such a singular recognizable aesthetic and focus as Clark Little. He's a pioneer of shorebreak photography. It's a realm that few people have ever actually seen before, simply because the waves are truly dangerous. But the waves also take on a shape and dimension and a color that you simply don't see in deeper water. A lot of the images that Clark has produced are things that I simply never saw until Clark Little came along. So he's given us access to this world. And through Clark, lots of other photographers are now exploring that shorebreak territory. And those are things that Clark and I discuss in this conversation, that influx of shorebreak photographers. We cover Clark's origin story. We discuss his current relationship with surfing and also his new passion exploring photography outside of the shore break. I've followed Clark's work for a really long time, but this particular conversation was inspired by a new reality series that he has on Outside TV. 
You're probably familiar with Outside Magazine. They also have a TV channel and now an app. You can download it for free. Just search Outside TV in your app store. I also have a link to it in today's show notes on surfsplendorpodcast.com. So Clark's series on the app is called Shore Break, and it's a 10-episode series, which really just gave me a peek behind all of Clark's imagery and then also just made me feel like I got to know Clark. It's interesting to see video footage of the magnitude of the waves that Clark is putting himself into the pit of. From his point of view, obviously the waves look gigantic and impressive, but when you see the video footage from the beach of him in the pit, it's really, really gnarly stuff. So really cool series, Shore Break, Outside TV app on your phone for free. And um, that was the impetus for today's show. So I'm sure that you already follow him on Instagram at Clark Little. And then his website is ClarkLittlePhotography.com. So make sure to check his work out there. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Clark Little. Enjoy. Of these words I've tried to recite They are close but not quite Almost impossible to do I remember like two years ago, Peter posted an Instagram and it was actually a video of your phone when you published an Instagram and instantaneously, like within seconds, your screen was just rolling like a ticker tape with nonstop notifications of people liking and commenting. I think um, it, and that was years ago. That was like, you probably had less than a million followers at the time and you're up to 2 million now. I think Instagram's amazing way to showcase your work, but it's also a great way to communicate with fans. Can you even communicate with fans when you have that many notifications coming through? Um, you you can. It's funny. I, I remember that also. Um, and uh, it definitely can take your iPhone battery down within, a, I don't know, 30 minutes or something uh, when you have all the notifications. But if I just put comment notifications once in a while, you know, you can catch a, a comment here and there. But um, I love the support. I love the, the you know, the, the positive feedback. Um, it's, it's been great. It keeps me driven. And um, so can I? Yeah, once in a while, I'll try to comment back because it's fun you know i mean people are stoked uh, to to be able to kind of interact and and i try to do that as often as possible and um it's it's awesome man it's really fun it it's super cool that you comment back i just couldn't believe that you could even manage it on your own are you the one who's actually managing the account i yes i am i am i am so um peter king la jolla actually it's once remarkable. in a blue moon t- does a couple little live things which is insane and uh people love to see that sometimes we're going down to the beach and he's trying to you know make technology work even more cool and get people inside of me right on the beach shooting which is really neat and so yeah but, but other than that i do everything and and um it's it's a, it's yeah like i said it's it's fun i mean you make it positive you make it exciting i mean i'm out there capturing things in hawaii you know whether it's whales, sharks, uh, big waves, uh, small waves, it doesn't matter. It's just, for me, it's the, the thrill and the adrenaline and the, the vibe is already cool. And if I can share that same space with other people, that's, it's, it's, it's really fun. Yeah, I would imagine Instagram has um, expedited your growth in your career, you know, in ways that it wouldn't have been able to 10 years ago, for sure, just by having it as a platform to showcase the work. It's it's really good for showcasing work. It's good for going and doing tours and meeting up with people from wherever in the part in the world. Um, you know, you yeah. can say, hey, I'm having an event here and, and people show up and, and that's a huge tool that you don't have to pay for, which is absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I'm stoked that there is Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all these things because it, it has helped um, kind of actually, uh, I'd say the, my career's got a second wind. I mean, I'm still doing what I'm doing. I'm expanding into drones and, and you know, sharks and other things. But um, yeah, definitely one push of the button going out to 2 million people is a benefit. <laughs> For sure. I, I actually, I have origin story questions that we'll come back to. But since you're talking about the, the drone stuff, I'll jump ahead a little bit. I feel like you could easily, you have really branded yourself as the shore break guy intentionally or not and so i was wondering about that like do you have interest in expanding beyond the shore break and it sounds like obviously obviously you do right and and if you do do you get resistance at all from the community who wants to see more shore break shots 
First of all, yeah, I love shooting other things besides shore break, um, whether it's even going to the Big Island and shooting the lava. It fascinates me. There's so much crazy stuff in Hawaii that, to shoot um, and that can thrill me. I mean, doing the drone, let's say a 20-foot day where I can't jump in the shore break, I can hop on, on uh, you know, my drone, take it up, and, and get mm -hmm. some crazy shots from some aerials. Uh, so... And then from other people, no, they, they, they love the, the change, the mix-up, the, the um, different looks. Um, I think, you know, with the aerial stuff, I mean, that's I can sit on the, the beach and, and shoot aerials all day. And, you know, I can go out and, and even shoot, you know, whales, turtles. Um, it's, it's endless. And to be honest, it's exciting. When I'm watching a mom and a, a, a pup whale swim around and interact with each other and then do a breach or something, I mean, I'm just as tickled as shooting a 10-foot shore break wave. So... Um, Are you? Oh yeah, I love it. I'm I'm a whale fanatic. I went to Tonga to to shoot whales because I was so kind of like just intrigued and 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 just I just love whales. They're just so big, sixty thousand pounds, man. You go underwater and you see this thing looking at you, and you're like, it's just he could give you a little flap with his wing and and KO you. I don't know what it is, but it just it fascinates me. And they are so graceful and beautiful um, to capture that beauty and grace and and, and share it. Um, you know, I'm hoping people can get that chicken skin feel feeling I got when I when I took that moment and and share it with these people and give them that you know that fun uh, exciting uh, thrill. I couldn't imagine it, and I know you talked about that in Peter's movie um, Shore Break, and you mentioned it. It was like a school bus kind of swimming by you, and I have been underwater snorkeling and stuff like that, and without the sense of sound you do get snuck up on and you'll turn and you'll see an animal or something and it freaks you out. I couldn't imagine it being the size of a bus. Yeah. Dude, it's heavy. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen like I've gone diving and turned and there was a big fish. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, you know, but so scary. They're smart though. They know where they are. They don't, you know, they don't hit you or hurt you. They, they're, they're cool with humans. I mean, so long we respect their space and, and the babies and stuff. But um, yeah, it's it's a rad, radical feeling. And like I said, I, I, I took the, the trip and went all the way down to Tonga. And, and I spent a, a week there with uh, Juan and Ocean, the, the shark dudes. And, and it was incredible, the, the interactions we got and, and how tame and, and, and playful they were. Um, it was just incredible. So yeah, other than shore break, there are other things that i love and um now i have the equipment i have no excuse <laughs> i have no excuse not to go out there and, right. get, and get the shot time time is going to be the one limiter for you man i know time and children i got children i go to like yesterday i went out and watched my daughters playing a so soccer game which is insane they won and i was all the way in town and two people were texting me whales and babies they're right here i won't even tell you how close and you know along the shore because you know right now it's whale season so that, that's kind of i've been focusing on that when there's no shore break which right now it's flat um so i mean yeah, yeah. It, it, you know time is 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 it i mean if, if you don't have and well luckily i have the time i'm flexible i i can i can change my schedule as needed and uh that's one beauty of being you know owning this uh, photography business and the gallery is i can hop skip and jump even to california and wherever in a heartbeat and yeah. um not have to say oh i gotta go to work nine to five grind and that's that's important well, let's backtrack a little bit and go to the beginning. I My first exposure to you was in the mid-90s, I think, um, seeing you surf YMA Shore Break in, in the magazines. Um, you're writing, I think, HIC boards back at the time. Yep, yep. I'm thinking, like, on those swells, obviously, pipe was pumping and a lot of other spots. What was your initial fascination with the, with the Shore Break? Well, I mean, initially, I could look at pipe and see 100, 100 surfers, 30-foot photographers. I didn't want nothing of it. Really, the crowd. Um, and then, you know, I've been in the shore break, you know, Waimea Bay um, since I was a kid. You know, I was raised on the North Shore. So um, that was kind of my comfort zone. So I wouldn't put myself out there, in a, you know, I mean, the outside is usually... 15 to 18 is kind of a day when I would surf the shore break where it'd start winding the big lefts. Um, yeah. And, and it would be me maybe in a couple body borders. So I'd be out there by myself. Just cha honestly, it would be all, for me, it's a challenge of making the drop and pulling in. That, that that's all it was right. i don't need to come out i just want to get that vision i want to get that thrill of making a drop on a big fat shore break wave pulling in and riding it and um 
that's what I did, and and uh, I I enjoyed it. I broke, of course, a lot of HIC boards. Um, they used to. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get twelve trade-ins. I remember because they would just, you know, some like eight free ones and then twelve trade-ins because I was breaking them all the time. But I was getting great exposure, and um, you know, in the magazines and and uh, just having fun at that time. You know, just kind of surfing a few pro pro am pro contests, the wild, you know, all these little ones in Haleiwa Sunset, and then just kind of having fun with it. I was working at the botanical garden at that time but um all those years of surfing the show break definitely um i use today um when i'm shooting i mean just all the experience and knowing where to be and positioning positioning myself in the perfect spot to get that shot well you mentioned you mentioned you were getting the exposure obviously that's through photographers was that your first introduction to the world of photography working with surf photographers my dad actually i mean if you really want to get oh really well my dad taught photography we moved to hawaii when i was one um from napa so mm -hmm. um my dad got a job teaching at punahou high school photography he started the program back in the 70s so that okay. was my first taste i meaning in the dark room and things um but as regarding seeing the cameras and maybe surf photography yes um i was out surfing the shore break and one day warren bolster came up to me and he said hey clark you know because i just i just surfed whenever it was good i didn't care if it was the evenings or he's i'll come in the morning one day that's when we're all shooting it i'm like ah, okay whatever so i came in the morning and that's when i started to get the exposure because all these photographers were shooting you know the light hits it perfectly at my man they're on the side of the rocks shooting into the barrel and that's when i started right. to get all that exposure and, and all those shots and um you know warren you know of course he showed me the camera and the pictures and you know i was excited but i didn't really know anything until i got my own camera um and that's a whole nother story in itself you know met with brian bielman said hey i want to shoot some short big pictures uh can you help me out and he recommended some stuff put in a good hour plus of just what to do how to do it and i just started shooting one at a time and I swear no one was doing it, of course, um, at that time. I know, yeah. There was no GoPros. It was just Clark Little and Ke at Keiki Showbreak and at Waimea Showbreak with no photographers. Zero. I'm wondering what, what was the inspiration or why stop surfing? Like, if you were getting this thrill from surfing, what was your interest in transitioning to photography? Um, I... I'm, well, my wife, of course, there's a story, right? She brought a picture home of a wave, and it was a shore break wave of Waimea Bay that Hank photo took, and, um, and she bought it. I'm like, come on, honey. What are you doing buying wave pictures? <laughs> that was, that inspired me to go out there and say, shit, I'm going to go out and take my own, and I, I don't know, timing was right. I was 38, um, you know, mature. I, I, I just, and I, I just wanted a nice big picture for our, our house. Um, got it. And we got, got a few it. now, but I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting you know i mean uh that's what really drove me to to kind of do it and get that professional camera and take it from there yeah you talked about working at the botanical garden and i mean that had to be a huge leap of faith obviously you're not doing that anymore so leaving the security of health benefits and a retirement package to pursue photography can you tell me about that was your wife supportive of it what was that leap of faith like yeah it was it was crazy it was it, i was there for 17 plus years i had weekends off i was the supervisor of 27 acres of native and tropical plants from all over the world 30 minutes from my house i mean i had medical dental holiday pay i mean geez 21 days sick leave vacation it was it was the gravy train and i and i and I liked it. It was a great nature. It was nature. I'm a nature freak, whether it's in the water or it's on land. You know, I love I love nature. So um, it just got to a point where I was sh shooting a lot, and, and and of course going to work, and then passing the beautiful waves, thinking, oh my gosh, I could be shooting, and it started to stretch me too thin. And I was doing both, and um, I had to make a decision. Um, and and yes, it was a very hard decision. My wife was stressed. Even my brother's like, I don't know, you're crazy, but he always was supportive and um i i finally just had to pull the trigger and it was the best decision i ever made because i could put 110 percent into photography at that time and it really took off once i resigned from the job and i could put you know every minute into my uh photography and shooting it i swear the door just blew open and i i was traveling and i was getting awards and getting all these beautiful you know things and pictures and then the gallery and that just thing just started to happen 
Interesting. Do you remember like a first moment, maybe it was while you were still at the botanical garden that you realized that you could actually make a living from photography? Uh, I mean, I can't remember the moment, but there was just, you know, we started selling in a couple galleries. So we're making a little income just from prints. Uh, that yeah. was the very beginning. And then, you know, like uh, Hawaiian Airlines did a big, you know, story. And that was huge. I mean, people started going, hey, God, I saw you on the, you know, Hawaiian. At that time, people actually read the the in-flight magazines, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> and now they're on their phone, right? So, uh, but yeah. Totally. It was, it was good timing. And then, of course, you know, today's show. And we came out with a shore break, the first shore break book, the original one, the shore break art of Clark Little. And I just kind of wanted to put my you know flag in the sand and and sort of claim it and put all these beautiful show break shots in in, in a um a coffee table book and and i did that and you know i ordered ten thousand books it was two 40 foot mats and containers from from china oh my god yes uh, two hundred thousand bucks it was the craziest that was gnarlier than resigning from my city job because i i had to borrow money and um you know, to to get these these pr- books printed, uh, and uh, you financed it yourself. Yeah, I did. I self. It was. Oh my gosh! I was working with Chronicle, and I swear, right at the very end, they're like, "Oh, we'll give you, you know, forty k and some, you know, whatever percent and all that." And I, at the last minute, I'm like, "You know what? The hell with it. I'm gonna borrow money. I'm gonna just self, you know, do it myself." And I did that, and it was that was another great decision, and it was huge. It's just like you know, giving everybody a portfolio of your work all over the world. So, you know, we sold it, you know, globally and, you know, we got great fans in Australia, UK and Canada and Japan. And so we, we, we sold all those books. I think we have a few, you know, a few left, um, which, I mean, it, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. Crazy ride. Dude, that is, that is so gnarly. That's such a commitment. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInJobs.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. What year did you leave the Botanical Garden? Uh, I'm thinking about 2008 or 2009. Okay. So maybe nine years ago is my guess. Um, Yeah, I think I've been shooting for 10 plus years now. A short but long 10 years. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Let's get back to the shore break just for a minute because um, I, when I was a kid, I mean, I went and played and body surfed in five-foot shore break and felt like it was a real threat to my health and well-being, like I could easily break my neck out there. And the stuff that we see now, the stuff that you're doing, and there just seems to be a million amateurs out there um, shooting as well like a real hubris with people not understanding the real threat that's involved. Have you ever suffered any serious injuries or traumas from shore pound? Um, <clears throat> you're right about the <clears throat> million people, <laughs> but, uh, doing it now. Uh, yeah, there, there's, there's, I mean, I got, for me, luckily I've, I've, well, I've separated my shoulder getting sucked over in the dry sand and, and, you know, crunched. Um, I've got staples in my head, um, from a housing or from the housing, from the housing both times oh, wow. from the housing. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely dangers. I mean, <clears throat> the more you do it, 
the more you kind of have it down and, and kind of where to, it's all about timing and where you're going to yeah. place, place yourself to get that shot and sneak out of the, the most dangerous situations. Um, so like most of the time on a kind of good sized day, I'm out there <clears throat> kind of timing it, trying to get into the most critical section of the barrel as it's breaking over, getting that shot and sneaking out the back. I, I, that's that's the right. goal. Every time, that's the goal. Yeah, it doesn't always work that way, and I get sucked over the falls, and hopefully, I got a good breath. And you get pounded, then you get another two or three or more on the on the head, and that's that's where <clears throat> you kind of got to be in shape and kind of know: oh, should I go in or go out? There's there's always this this moment, especially you know, you see a big set coming, you have to go in towards the beach to time it perfectly as it's jacking up, and you know coming 10, 15 feet, you know, towards you. So, you or otherwise you won't get the shot. So, if you watch a lot of the guys, they'll usually get sucked out too far because they don't want to commit mm-hmm. commit to it, really. Um, it's like taking off that pipe on a huge wave and, and, you know, like hesitating. You can't hesitate. You got to kind of be in it parked. Even if you haven't suffered a major trauma, I would, I, I would imagine it still takes a huge toll on your body physically. What's your diet? Do you have to have a specific diet, physical regime, just to keep your body in shape for that type of work? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I just kind of do my, do my thing. For me, the, the best case scenario is the more I shoot, the stronger I get at shooting. Even on the days where it's not really good, I'm still having fun, cloudy, I'm still shooting two, three, four hours. Because of course it's the kicking. Um, I mean, that's my engine, right? Is my legs and swim fins. Right. I couldn't do it without the swim fins. I will not go out without swim fins, you know, unless it's like a dry okay. sand day where it's heaving on the, on the shore. But um, so the more I swim, the more I kick, the more I'm carrying that 10 pound camera. You know, my right, my left hand is my Another is my kind of like my rudder, you know, I'm pulling, pushing, pulling, pushing, uh, as well as my, you know, my, my engine and my legs. And then my right hand, of course, <laughs> gosh, I can't imagine how many times I lift it up and down and, uh, through a, through a session, especially, you know, four to six hour session. But, um, that kind of helps train all my muscles, um, for shooting shore break. Are you, have you run into any limitations in the shore break? Like, um, either with wave height or maybe just the weight and size of the housing that limits the ability to kind of do what you're hoping to do? No, you know what? No, which is, I'm so stoked. Like I can still do everything. I mean, I am not young. Um, I'm 49 and I'm still running around with these teenagers (laughs) in the shore break. It's kind of funny. Um, but everyone's calling me uncle now and I, but I, I still, I still am able to do, everything um you know it might not be as speedy when it's running running down into we call it run and gun when you're running into the the dry sand shore break and those are the heavy days where you know it literally pounds right on the sand and it sucks you probably 50 to 100 feet plus over the berm mm-hmm. up and over and uh those are the days where i, I get a little sore on the way i'm hobbling the, up the beach a little bit but uh yeah i mean on the big days i when I, when it's really big I, I i go to the drone um if if it looks if it looks a little sketchy i'll just take my drone up and i can get similar shots sometimes um you know the aerials look different and they're kind of cool too you talked about or we talked about the influx of shore break photographers what's that experience been like for you yeah i mean there's i so in the beginning of course i'm like oh my gosh there's another clark little you know i got a you know, look at this dude trying to copy me. I kind of got bent. I was like, oh, no, you know, because I had my little gig and, 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 you know, I was, you know, felt I was the showbread guy or whatever. And then after a while, I yeah. mean, there was so many. And, and and there's, hey, you know, there's people out there that get better shots sometimes. And, and all it does, you know, to me, I'm just like, of course, yeah, I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Hey, maybe I'm going to try that. Hey, that looks different, you know, so. I'm, I'm looking at it at, as I'm just kind of embracing it and, and saying, hey, you know what? These guys are having just as much fun as me. So long you don't go right in front of my face and shoot right in front of this perfect wave, I'm, I'm cool. And most people respect that. It's like, it's like surfing, right? You, you know, the guy on the inside yeah. has, the, has the spot and the right away. And it's the same thing with shooting. And most people get it. Sometimes I have to bark. I admit, you know, hey, dude, I'm shooting right into that. You just, you know, you came right in front of me. And most guys right. will say, hey, oh, sorry, sorry. You know, I, I I understand and they'll go behind you and stuff but um it's it's like i said i I would lose sleep if i didn't 
you know, if I worried about it, I'd lose sleep, and I'm not going to do that. I, I, I just kind of like, hey, you know what? These guys are all thrilled and having fun, and I understand their addiction <laughs> because it's real. It is fun getting into big barrels, going home, getting on your computer, downloading it, looking at it, editing it, and it's just, I mean, you get to relive the thrill and have that thrill in a picture for right. the rest of your life. It's not just the vision where you're oh. surfing, but you can come back and you can print it, and I can sell that 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 feeling right i mean that feeling that yeah, i'm capturing yeah. i can sell that as well as just share it with people um like i said back to the beginning with one push of the button and with technology and 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 you know like i said it's more happy people in this world is 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 killer and and, and awesome that's a very uh magnanimous and generous way of looking at it so i commend you for that i feel like there's also just a barrier of entry, which is you got to go out and get pounded. If you want to get the shot, you got to get pounded and pay your dues. So that probably limits the number of photographers a little bit, I would think. Big time. No, when it's when it's big and, and good, you know, like handleable for me uh, and a few other people, it, I mean, there's probably one to five people out when it's when it's really good size so you don't get that crowd that we're talking about the millions you know but uh and i don't go to sandy beach where there are millions or hundreds or whatever people i mean i stick with the you know keiki shore break waimea shore break and other various spots along this beautiful north shore um that's kind of like where i get everything i mean i got a few shots of tahiti i've got a few shots in california i've got a few shots in the outer islands but nothing compares to the north shore of oahu this is the best place as far as i'm concerned I've traveled a lot of places. It's the best place in the world to shoot, not just wave photography, but everything. We have everything: whales, sharks, turtles, dolphins. I mean, we got coconut trees, white sandy beaches, sunset, sunrise, rainbows. I mean, everything we have here in the North Shore of Hawaii. I'm blessed and fortunate to be able to capture and share with people. It's so gnarly because I think so many photographers, whether it's surf or landscape or seascape photographers, they spend most of their time on the road, you know, trying to get beautiful locations. And it, yeah, it seems like almost all of your location, all of your images came from your own backyard. It's crazy. And, you know, lately with this technology and stuff, I mean, you know, I share, of course, I dig up old stuff and share some cool turtle shots or a killer wave shot from, from you know, a long time ago or whatnot. And, but lately, just with the drones and stuff, I mean, I'm getting fresh content daily. I mean, it's just, it's fun. I mean, there was a rainbow the other day and then, you know, the whales were jumping and then the shore break got really good. And I mean, it's constant in the boogie boarders. I mean, that's a fun thing too. I mean, I, I of course, I'm, I'm in shore break all the time, so I get body boarders, and those guys are as crazy as can be. It's fun to watch them, you know, take off. And whether same thing with them. When I used to surf the shore break, I didn't make it. They don't make it either, but they love it. The thrill of just, you know, trying yeah. to make trying to make the drop. Sometimes they go over the falls on ten foot waves, and I'm just under them capturing it, and it's it's pretty fun. I mean, it. People always write. I see them writing. You know, why do they do it? Doesn't make sense. What do you mean? It doesn't make sense. It's a thrill. That adrenaline rush feels good. You know, <laughs> so totally. It's hard to kind of explain it. And you know, like they say, only the surfer knows the feeling. It's the same thing as a shore break dude whether you're shooting it whether you're boogie boarding it whether you're surfing it um that feeling is 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 priceless and um we all thrive and and when the waves are good it's on i think you obviously had a long runway of kind of space between you and other photographers in terms of shooting shore break because you were surfing it and you knew how to manage it um you're expressing a lot of passion for your drone photography are you worried at all that like you're not first in that market. And then secondly, what is your unique perspective that you can offer as a photographer as opposed to somebody else with a drone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just doing what I love. Um, I'm just taking the technology. It kind of goes back to shooting the show break i know where that perfect wedge is gonna break <laughs> i know mm -hmm. where the hollow spot is i know kind of I, I feel i know where to go and where to be and get those cool unique looks um i have a great platform to share it um already uh and so i i'm not concerned of you know if i like i said if i see something cool out there um i'll i'll even try to you know um uh, <laughs> copy it hey if it looks beautiful sure. i'm gonna go out there and i'll try to get something and i'll one-up it if um you know and, and but no the shore break 
is still my baby, right? That's kind of my 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 yeah. go-to thing, and then that's that's probably still my favorite is getting in the water. Water, saltwater therapy is priceless. You know, the drone stuff totally. I'm doing as a you know, it's like on the side, and and um, I never thought that it would be that popular. So I'm selling drone shots and they're just as popular as my shore break shots in our gallery and online wow. so that tells you something right there i mean it's working and and i'm and i'm having a, a blast i mean a lot of it is abstract a lot of it is art it's not just waves it's just it's art it's 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 a weird wave with the the suction you know you can see the curves in the in the curl uh, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. looking at a perfect wave. You're getting the backs of the waves. You're getting the front of the wave. You're getting angles that you couldn't get with in in the water. So, if yeah. I can add all these things of shore break into my regular water sh- shore break shots of inside the tube, then I'm just broadening my uh, my work. That makes sense. Have there been any? Um, have you seen any shore break around the world that you want to actually go shoot and visit? Do you have any destin- dream destinations? She's ah, and I don't think everyone comes to Kiki Shorebreak every year. I know, yeah. To go to to to, to shoot and 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 to surf that, um, but I've I've I Cabo. I've heard there's some crazy dry sand waves, which would be kind of cool. You know, the ones that break right on the shore. Um, yeah. I've seen Australia mutant waves that look so awesome just for, um, but that's not even that's not that's like reef um sure yeah i haven't i haven't i haven't seen anything that's more unique than keiki shore break there's so many looks yeah. at keiki different lips faces uh sandbars um it's always different over there and um you know i mean tahiti i went uh, you know i shot chopes and that was kind of gnarly and I, I prefer sand bottom <laughs> so you can bounce off okay. of it uh than reef um, that's yeah. another reason why I like shore break and not pipeline and backdoor because the crowd, number one, number two, it's reef on the bottom. So you can't get sucked over. I mean, you can get sucked over and get hurt. So, um, I'm always interested, um, as your business has grown, I'm always interested in just understanding how other people manage their life. And, uh, you obviously you could shoot endlessly on a, on a day where there's waves, but at the same time, if you allowed, your business obligations to take over, you could probably spend 24 hours a day responding to emails and flying to other places in the world to do signings and things like that. So how do you divide your time between shooting and creating the raw content and then honoring those business, business obligations? I, uh, yeah. I mean, my family's number one always, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, so if, you know, there's a game or my kid's going to travel, I'm going to go with him, you know, to, or her to, to, to places. Um, and yeah, a lot of times I, okay. So I have a great manager, um, uh, who, who takes care of a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I have an insane operations manager who basically oversees the gallery and the website and they kind of help filter it for me. Um, they can, they already know to answer some of my questions. Um, and without that team, I wouldn't have the flexibility or freedom that I do. Most of the time I'm out, I can just go and I can go shoot. Um, and and yeah. not, not have to think about all that other things, like you're saying, the obligations and stuff. Once in a while, you know, Hurley will come along and they say, hey, we got a new release. Let's, you know, come to California for a couple of days. No problem. I, I don't mind doing that. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll check the swell first. You know, I mean, I do that a lot. Is Like even this morning, I had to, I mean, we were going to do, I think, a different interview at a different time and I had to postpone it because the waves were perfect. I don't want to miss out on that hour of, of, of perfect waves and and luckily I had that luxury to do that is is to, to you know, hey, let's let's do it next next week or, you know, in a few days. That was funny. When we first scheduled this, they um booked it at like a week or so in advance and I thought that was odd. I was like, I don't it's not really how the surfing world works. It's okay if we just do it on the fly on a random Thursday afternoon when the winds turn bad, you know, because you can't predict it. And and in fact, you guys did. You guys scored earlier this week, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was fun. Dude. We, I mean, Mother Nature, you never know. Um, I like to do morning... Uh, I shoot at the same time, sort of, but I can talk in the morning when I have my coffee. I always feel better. I mean, usually, you know, afternoon, I take my nap and I'm kind of dragging, so... Well, what about um, managing time in terms of who's processing all of your photos? If you're shooting for four, five, six hours a day, that's 
five, six hours of processing in the end. Do you do all that yourself? I wish I had a Peter King La Jolla, but I don't. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, with video, sometimes Peter actually does some stuff, but I, I, um, I do everything, which is super fun at times and super draining at times. It just all depends. Yeah. The waves are perfect. It's pretty easy to pick out those one or two or three keepers. Um, when it's not as good, you might need to edit a little bit more to make it good, uh, which is which is hard and takes a lot more time. Um, and and you know, I went into the gallery just a couple days ago, and I looked and uh, up, and I was like. It's first time now. This is the first time in 10 years or whatever that I looked at and I was like, holy mackerel. I looked at all those pictures. I'm like, dang, because they have like a collage yeah, of all these different. I'm like, that's a lot of photos. You know, and I had to edit each and every one of those. And uh, I was talking yeah. to some customers. And I mean, just, I've never, sometimes I don't have time to stand back and reflect and look and go, wow, holy mackerel. There's a hundred right. shots I edited. I mean, just think of the hours and days and months it took for me to to do that i mean in a way that's just it trips me out so um yeah i i still do it all um i one time i tried to uh have somebody do it but then i was going back and forth like oh no i like it this way i like it that way it, it, it's like what what am i gonna what am, i might as well do it myself <laughs> you know and uh yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too is like so much work goes into just getting the one magical shot out of a thousand photos that you take that it'd be a shame if the editor is clicking through the images and just looks over that one and doesn't recognize what you were trying to achieve, you know? Exactly. And that's what it is. It's the, you know, I, it's the artist. So like I'm the artist, I can pick out what I feel is worthy and what I th feel is unique. Um, and I mean, just like my Instagram, I mean, I post, uh, I had to make the decisions, right? So I post what I feel is cool or different or, you know, I mean, um, it's nice to have control, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, and, and it it's my it's my eye. What people see is my eye and, and what I, I choose. And that's kind of fun uh, to give them something yeah. genuine, right? And real. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, in that 10 years, you've covered a tremendous amount of ground and got a lot of accolade. It's Your work's been exhibited in the Smithsonian, published in National Geographic and Life magazines. You've done commercial work for Apple and Starbucks. What has been the most surreal reward that you've received from your work? Gosh, I love, I mean, I love all that stuff. I mean, it's, oh, the National Geographic thing was, of course, unbelievable. I couldn't put a two-page spread and, and <laughs> I would have paid them and they paid me. I was like, holy macro. Um, you know, yeah. just such an honor. And then us in the Smithsonian getting the award for um, the Oceans Award and the Natural um history whatever what heck they call it it was insane man I, I was like blown away um you know i went to dubai to meet the prince i thought that was really crazy because he liked my instagram feed um i don't i don't know that story can you tell me more about that it was crazy so the, no the prince so my manager emails me and says hey the prince wants to uh wants to meet you he likes your work i'm like wait what he's all well i don't know if it's legit you know he couldn't tell either he said but if the tickets come in they're gonna fly me and you first class all expenses paid uh to dubai to to meet him and, and that's what we did we went there for three days didn't spend a penny the guy was such a cool dude um and um, yeah and we we and we came home so i went to the middle east <laughs> it was like how is how is dubai dubai was insane when especially when you have you know the prince's right-hand men picking you up and taking you all over the place and i mean we went to the biggest aquarium swam in it we went to the tallest building into the vip room and we you know we we got to do you know check the dolphins we did we did a lot of fun things and um it, we were taken care of you know like kings it was pretty radical and uh you know i felt safe and it dubai's clean and beautiful i mean at least where we were it was really really nice and um yeah, I mean, just jumping in the airplane was a was a trip in the first class. It was just crazy. Did you get to surf that wave pool over there? We didn't. We didn't. We just we just did a few things, and it's kind of gnarly because it's the opposite time. So by the three okay. three days, I was. I mean, you get pretty tired, and finally just adjusting, and then we were headed home. So, um, but just just to experience it, just to say, I went to the Middle East was was pretty cool, and like I said, the prince was really cool, and he loves you know like sports and stuff, so uh, water sports. And he's on Instagram apparently. Oh, he sure is, dude. He still comments on my stuff. I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, cool. The prince just commented. It's pretty rad. 
dude. Yo, Prince of Dubai Does he have a big gonna following? take over take over the place after his pops and I'm like and he's like cool and communicating with me. I'm like, wow, that's this is rad. <laughs> so Unbelievable. Um you referenced that two page spread in Nat Geo and you actually talked about it in the film as well, the short break film. You, you mentioned that you had submitted that image to Surfer Magazine, and then you were really crestfallen because they actually declined to run it. So a couple months later, when Nat Geo ran it, you were obviously thrilled. Do you feel at all like, um, like or do you feel like you've been embraced by surf media, or do you feel like they've kind of been short-sighted and narrow-focused on what they view as worthy stories and images for the surf world? That's a good one. I mean, it's, it's, it's a mixed bag. Um sometimes it's sometimes i feel the love sometimes i don't it just all depends i mean for me um like the national geographic the marlin uh which they ran it's just like a backwash almost looks like a glass sculpture i knew in my heart that this thing is incredible i remember sharing it with my mom and them and i I remember emailing to him and saying, and like, don't, don't share this with anybody, you know, don't, I was that paranoid because I knew it was, it was a, a cool shot. And, um, yeah, I did send it to surfer and they just, oh yeah, oh cool. They just kind of didn't think anything of it, but I'm like, come on, this is insane. And so, yeah, when National Geographic contacted me and said they wanted to run it, I was like, wow. And it was crazy because they wanted the raw and they, because you know they don't want anything touched up, and it was it was pretty insane, um, like thorough how they 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 you know uh, picked out the image and and all the like kind of the rules yeah. that they they threw out there before they would publish it. And uh, but yeah, finally they did, and um, it was it was a thrill. And I mean, obviously to to, to this day. The surf industry is huge, you know. Whether it's the WSL, I mean, you know, it's a big part of what I do. I'm in the ocean all the time. I know, you know, so I shoot surfers sometimes, um, but there's a broader art world out there that um, uh, that that I think that our my photography uh, goes out to than just the surf community. Um, people just love just you know wave art, and and that's kind of um, what I like to do. Yeah, I don't feel any ill will towards the surf media or magazines. Obviously, they're um, catering to a certain clientele and they know what their clientele wants, so they can pick whatever images they want. But I do wonder sometimes if they are short-sighted or maybe narrow-minded in anticipating what their clientele wants, you know, because obviously that image has widespread appeal. And um yeah, so I just wonder if maybe they're underestimating their own client base sometimes. And not that magazine specifically, but just surf media as a whole. I don't know exactly. I mean, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, empty waves, even in general, right, from a surfer in a barrel. Um, you know, surfing magazines, I think they have a little bit more of that, maybe. Um, I think I've seen some covers of aerial shots, and I think they're trying to get a little creative a little bit. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just love being, honestly, in my own world and kind of sort of just doing my passion um and, yeah. and let, letting people you know enjoy what i capture and and like i said being able to just share all this beauty that we have here in hawaii uh, i can make the decisions and choices of what i want to do where i want to go when i want to do it and i love that flexibility without that flexibility i wouldn't be able to be free and feel good i want to go out there when i shoot and i want to feel it i don't want to be like you know uh, having to go and shoot. I, I, I yeah. want to go out there and, and get excited about it. I mean, when I'm getting chicken skin, you know, whether it's shooting a 10-foot shore rig wave or, or a shark or whale, I mean, to me, that's, that, that is true passion. And, and like I said, if, if I can kind of transfer that feeling to people, it's, it's an awesome uh, ordeal. If it ever did feel like it was a job or like you had to go shoot something specific, I think it would translate through the work and not be as good of work you know it's much better to be fueled by passion i would retire yeah totally <laughs> you know 10 years you know later right right now let's say the present um i'm still just as passionate as i was back then and now i know that much more of what to shoot uh what people like what people don't like um which gives me another edge uh i think and yeah. um and and you know a lot of people won't shoot for four hours with the clouds and wait for that sun to pop out. I will still, 
because yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter if I get nothing. I'm still out there for four hours having fun getting in big tubes, and that, you know, that's that's. I, I kind of like PK did a little clip on me, and it just kinda, what drives you, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to shortbreak. I'll just keep shooting, shooting, shooting. Even if I get nothing, I'm still having an absolute blast. So yeah. that being said, I don't think a lot of people. Well, now of course a lot of people do with technology and GoPro, but in general, it takes a certain person um, with a certain you know personality to be able to go out there for that many hours and still be thrilled and not want to go in. I guess. What's your current relationship like with surfing? Um, like me standing up on a surfboard? Yeah. I, I don't surf. I haven't surfed in a couple years. I just, if I'm surfing even before and the wave's perfect, I'm like, dude, I, I should have my camera. <laughs> I'm missing out. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I just, to me, shooting is therapy uh, as well as, I get the same shooting, I get the same surfed out feeling as a surfer would. Amazing. So if I'm, if I'm out there for three hours, I felt like I just surfed for three hours, except I get to go home and look over all that beautiful footage I just shot. <laughs> it's a win-win, not just to kind of surf and get that vision, but you get to take it home and relive it. That's fascinating. I've, I've thought about that a lot because you, know, you go through phases in your life where you're busy with work and you don't surf as much. And um, the more I talk to people who are like very avid surfers, they um, talk about, you know, surfing can be a lot of different things. It's not necessarily just standing on the wave, but they'll get into like uh, canoeing or something. And they're like, this is surfing for me or stand up paddling. And this is the new experience of exploring the ocean and testing one's limits and all that sort of stuff that surfing used to provide. If I look back, you know, 11 years ago, I didn't have a camera, you know, so just go yeah. figure. It's just the craziest thing. And um very blessed and, and very fortunate i mean obviously without my family and and the that lifestyle that i have i mean right now i'm you know ready to jump <laughs> jump in the waves and conditions are really nice we've got variable conditions right now so i got my new drone and um i'm gonna head down there and maybe bring my water housing in case we get some small clean waves and uh it just it doesn't stop it doesn't stop and yeah. and, and i'm still driven to get that next perfect shot and and that's just the way it is well i will um give you a couple of closing questions so that you can get out there i'm curious as a guy who's found so much success on instagram what are your favorite Instagram accounts to follow? Huh, that's interesting. Um, you know, uh, what are my favorite Instagram? I mean, WSL I do just because I love to watch when the waves are good. Um, you know, clips, yeah. they got some pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, whether it's Tahiti or Pipeline, I mean, that's always nice. Um, and, and there's... I mean, I don't follow Kook Slams, but I do see it sometimes. I mean, there's some funny stuff in there. Um, I mean, there's, there's, gosh, you know, there's Peter King photo, dude. That guy's a legend. I mean, that's, that's, you know, insane. And uh, hey, we've, we've said it before, but Peter King is kind of the six. He is the man behind the scenes that is responsible for a lot of people's success. And he's silent about it. He doesn't really ask for that much attention, but he is propping up. Brett Simpson with tour notes, you know, a while back. The Clark Little stuff he's done has been amazing. So definite shout out to Peter King. Yeah, if it wasn't for him and Darren Doan, I wouldn't have. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to put that the movie together. I wouldn't have been able to have the movie. Um, and and yeah, it was. It's it's been a great. I mean, the shore break, and then we got the TV series on OutsideTV.com. So it's just it's a mixture of of uh, great stuff. And without you know PK and and Darren and and everybody behind the scenes, my manager and all that stuff, uh, you know, we wouldn't have Clark Little photography wouldn't be the same. And so I'm just I'm lucky to have them um, kind of behind the scenes uh, backing me and and working with me. And um, I wouldn't do it if i didn't enjoy hanging with uh pk it makes it more natural for me we 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 we, th we thrive off each other's photos and and just going out there and shooting i mean it's it's we both are passionate we both can feed off yeah, each yeah. other's um interests and uh so it's just it's a win-win man all the way around tell me about the outside tv series real quick yeah so outside tv.com just picked up uh 10 episodes of our shore break television so we made the shore break movie and these are just some tv series where i'm giving people pointers and tips on photography of how i do it where i do it 
um, what I do. And so it's kind of a neat thing for people that are inspired and people that are interested in photography, wave photography. Um, and it, it can kind of give them a head start, uh, you know, kind of boost them a couple years of that trial and error. And, and um, it's, fully, it's really fun. It's fun. I mean, I had fun filming it. And we've, we've been really stoked on the feedback. And so I think you can just go to Outside TV and, and download a free app. And then you can, you can get these episodes. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that Outside TV's uh, supporting us. And uh, it's neat for people to be able to uh, watch it and, and, and kind of get a heads up on what I do. I'm really grateful for it, too. I think they've done a really killer job. And I'm glad to see people outside of the surf industry, like outside, getting involved and showing some of the stories they did one with they did a series with john john on his film view from a blue moon they did one with taylor Steele on proximity and um they do a really great job so i was psyched to see that you were working with them yeah it's awesome man we're stoked and uh yeah we'll just keep keep the engine going man it's 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 fun we're in overdrive now and a lot of beautiful things in the last you know 10 11 years have happened and I am super grateful and, like I said, still just as driven as ever and can't wait to get out there right now. Well, congrats on all your success, Clark. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Before I wrap the show, make sure to visit healthiq.com slash surfsplendor to save money on life insurance for your healthy lifestyle. Health IQ has really changed the model for life insurance, but they're also just influencing individuals to live longer by living a healthy lifestyle. They're a really forward-thinking startup company, and at their San Diego offices, they don't have sugar in the building. They offer midday yoga classes, stuff like that. The company's founder actually had a health scare at age 37 that radically changed his life. So through the process of losing 40 pounds and becoming a marathon runner, he realized that being health conscious was hard work, but it paid dividends in all aspects of life. And it actually fundamentally better served society as a whole. So he founded Health IQ with the goal of improving world health by financially celebrating the health conscious instead of harassing those who are not. If you need life insurance, or if you already have life insurance, but you want a better rate based on your healthy lifestyle, support Health IQ, support this podcast, and save yourself some money. HealthIQ.com slash SurfSplendor. You can also link over from SurfSplendorPodcast.com where you can find all of the unbelievable Clark Little imagery that we discussed in today's show. Clark's team has done a very thorough job organizing the website to make sure images are purchasable and shippable anywhere in the world. Also make sure to download the Outside TV app to check out Clark's series Shorebreak. Again, the app is totally free. It's loaded with great content, including lots of surf stuff. But Clark's show is really great. His um, nickname is Turbo. He just never seems to run out of energy, which, of course, makes for great TV. And then also, if you enjoy this podcast, please simply share it with a friend. Other than Instagram, I do zero self-promotion. I focus all of my energy on creating the podcast itself, the conversations. So I rely on you to be my marketing team. The larger we grow the audience, the larger guests we can attract, like Clark Little. Kelly Slater, Bob Hurley are the guys that I'm coming for. So help me build the audience to track those guys down. All right. And then rating and reviewing the show in iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen to also increases our rankings in search results, which helps strangers find the show. And then lastly, I have some new show formats rolling out this year. They require new equipment, travel, lots of production hours. So please consider making a donation to the show, either a one-time donation or you could do a $5 monthly subscription. And you can do that on surfsplendorpodcast.com slash donate. It's as simple as a PayPal link. Thank you in advance. All right, that is it for now. Thank you, Clark Little. This is David Scales for Wax On. Thank you for listening. Until next week, get in the ocean, share a couple of waves and shred on.